0: Welcome to New Persuasive Words, a podcast of hope-seeking understanding. You're invited to listen in to an ongoing conversation about theology, culture, and politics between your co-hosts, Scott Jones and Bill Bohr. Regardless of topic, Bill and Scott offer intelligent insights and critiques, sometimes funny, occasionally contentious, but always remaining friends. Now, here are Scott and Bill.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is episode two hundred and sixty-two. I'm Scott Jones. And I'm Bill Bohr. And we are in the new uh setup.
0: Yes, it's our, our bunker in Mar Largo. Uh it's uh, very nice. We...
1: <laughs> no illegal foreign spies
0: allowed. No, we, we sweep the place beforehand. So uh yeah, we uh we just need to get the virtual bartender in here and we can be having drinks drinks while we're doing this, yeah. So
1: for those of you who have never seen our facebook live stream we are live streaming and we have a a different setup so this is motivation to go on the facebook live mm-hmm. right and see us just uh you know
0: Mecha, you're inspired it. you're now inspired it's this could be a whole new day for the youtube channel so this is this stay, is stay, this stay is,
1: we might become more of a video oriented we we generally we we were not both of us feel like we had faces for radio right. and we we'll set up the bunker <laughs> was for radio but now we're really thinking This might be a video-friendly... Yeah,
0: in the early days, you could do this in your underwear holding a beer. But now it's gotten a little more different. No, 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 no. Can't Can't do that anymore. No.
1: So here we are. Yeah. Well, Bill, today you wanted to talk about social change.
0: Well, I think uh, Brother Biden is a uh, wonderful opportunity for us to talk about uh, what happens if you have one leg in the past and one leg in the future and, uh, you're trying to run for president. <laughs> he's kind of a living, he's kind of a living example of, uh, trying to navigate changing times.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's less complicated if you're not running for president. Yeah.
0: No, but, but is it really less complicated? You know, I think there's a sense where I was reading an article about, uh, what the internet dating, how that's affected the social lives, particularly young men, which may not be a bad thing, but has had, had a, a negative effect on them. But I think there's a lot of things to navigate. Um, You know, um, certainly—and, you know, it's so much of this is long overdue, the kind uh, of—I mean, we have, yeah, what, one in three women in this country are victims of sexual assault. Uh, We have a sitting senator who talked about being raped when she was—was she in the Air Force, the uh, senator from Arizona? Yeah, she was—and she was talking about she was raped by, uh, I guess, a a commanding officer. I don't know. Uh, She didn't say— so, I mean, it's something that um, our friends, our colleagues, our wives and daughters all are all are are facing. So, and, and uh, so it's it's good that uh, finally, I mean, there's still so much. Again, it's it's uh, you know, it, one of the things I thought was really interesting. Something we don't even think about uh, as men in terms of all the things you can't do as a woman because of this culture. So, for instance, if you want to take a, you have to think before you walk outside in a foreign city. You can't take a jog after a certain time. I mean, it's it's just kind of things that uh, I don't claim to be awoke or asleep or whatever, but uh, having worked with a lot of women who've gone through things like this, uh, there's just still a whole, there's a whole level of existence out there that I actually have nothing, I have no point of reference for. So I think this is all good. And the fact that uh you know, again, it wasn't enough to keep someone from being a Supreme Court judge, but uh or be elected president, so I'm not sure, you know. So I don't know that we've arrived, but at least we're talking about it. And uh and again, then, you know, there are people on both sides of the issues with Joe Biden. So uh, we've had people who have both been detractors and defenders of him, women who uh progressive women. Yeah.
1: Lucy Flores, was that the woman who who did the who brought the first kind of accusation?
0: Uh, the person from Nevada. I don't remember. Nevada. It.
1: She was running for lieutenant governor.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah,
1: I think that was that was who it was, and she basically said that that Joe Biden.
0: That is not the woman from. That's July. not the woman.
1: That's not the. <laughs> that's woman. That's
0: just one of the many women Joe, for whatever reasons, puts his nose in their hair.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were looking for the Facebook Live feed to put in the background, but
0: uh,
1: you know, I mean, yeah, this is an interesting thing. I, you know, my wife has a very sensitive olfactory capacity. She has smelled cancer before walking into an ER. She smells like cancer here, so maybe
0: Joe. Okay, that that has. She's
1: never smelled people's head though, but. I'm saying that maybe he 's got sensitive olfactory capacities and and he can 't help a nice shampoo uh,
0: right no uh, you know obviously, we all know people who are touchy people who are huggy, touchy people and uh, and you know it's one of those things again, it depends on the kind of tolerance you have the kind of the intent of the person um, I mean, there is the affectionate hug, and again i don 't know if anybody wants someone who they don't their nose and their hair. Um, but there's a difference between that and the grabby person. But again, it it, it depends on the person who it's happening to. So uh, this, you know, this this was an uninvited <laughs> nose dive into her hair, to be sure. But again, um, I certainly have yeah, I've given those kind of hugs to granddaughters and daughter in laws and things like that. So it, it's just it's a, I guess it's it's what are the what are the new rules? What are new acceptable? And I think. One is you have to assume that you're not invited to do that.
1: It's interesting, though, because, yeah, I, I agree. We ought to assume that. But, like, somebody recently said that Joe Biden is a tactile politician, right? Which, yeah. that's, historically, was oxymoronic, right? Think of all the political... Kissing babies, uh, kissing slapping babies, backs. uh, uh Glad-handing, back-slapping. Work in the room. Right. So there, there's the sense in which the kinetic... Energy and the fact that you you kind of can conjure that is part of what gives you the ego and effervescence to kind of go do something like that, right? Like,
0: yeah, no, I, I, that's true, and I think um, I mean certainly <clears throat> you know those of us into church work. I mean that's it's it's very complicated church work. Uh, again, you know, there's all we, we all know stories of boundaries being crossed, I, but and but I think also there's a sense where I, I've talked this before. I mean, there are people you know trying to figure out who 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 expects the hug who are the huggers who are not the huggers it can be a very complicated thing to nav- navigate i you know i've told this story before but i i, I was I guess, in my early 30s and i used to do my visitation in the afternoons and there was this one elderly woman recently widowed uh, she was in her 80s at least and uh you know i'm sitting in a room and and you know it's about 85 degrees in the in the in the room and she's talking and talking and and I'm trying to just fight not to be a, to be asleep, and you know, but I'm I'm trying to listen, and I'm uh, thinking I'm being a good pastoral presence. And and then I asked her at the end, "Was well, there anything else I could do for you?" And she goes, "Do you mind hugging me?" And I, I realized that this is a person who's not only living alone, who who's lost her husband, uh, but she's she's someone who doesn't get any human touch.
1: Yeah, many people are under touched like they're. I mean, I, I mean the, in the sense of like just connection. Mammals are. It's what makes mammals different than reptiles or other kind of species, yeah.
0: right? We're we're, we're yeah. part
1: of our psychology is touch oriented.
0: Well, yeah, you know, I've I it's interesting. I have four sons, and and um, I mean, they got. I mean, part of the wrestling and the fighting, and you know, but they they're very physically affectionate. My one son, every time he. He After every lacrosse game, and he was a mean lacrosse player, but he would come off the field, and if I was at the game, he'd come over, and he'd give me a kiss on the head, you know, and that's kind of – so that's part of our culture, but other families are not like that. I mean, growing up, my grandmother or my mom's side of the family, they were just so lovey, the Irish background. They were lovey, kissy, huggy, everything. we drive, you know, 10 minutes to my other grandparent – and nobody touched anybody in, <laughs> at home. You know, you shook hands well, you, as a form of affection. Uh, so, you know, like, again, part of that is temperament, part of it's family culture. Uh, but again, in the, you know, when you have a power issue, power differentiation, and uh, unfortunately it's mostly men who feel that they have the right to do whatever they want to. Uh, I think we have to be more and more sensitive. To that. And, and women get to, I mean, women are the ones who get to say what we can and what is and is not acceptable. Well, I think it's true for men, too. I mean, everybody should have an opportunity to say, you know, you know, I'd really rather not hug you. I, there was one person I remember in a church that, you know, introduced herself. I am the church hugger. Well, it, 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 was, it became inappropriate. And I finally said, you know, I don't want you to hug me. <laughs> so that, oh, uh,
1: I love that. I yeah, love that. Yeah. Well, because I it, love that. I love the idea that you could just say no.
0: Yeah, because it was it was not right for for lots of different reasons. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> so people are asking. We, we again for we our are?
1: listeners, we we this is a new Facebook Live. We we you know we're now this is a our, our mobile bunker. It's just like we we this is the scene
0: from Dust Boat. We're in a U boat. We're now. in a U boat <laughs> right now. We're in a U boat. It's my personal favorite. Exactly. It's yeah. a, it's our U boat. Yeah. Scene. I to, well, we'll bring the Periscope uh, next week. By the way, that would be like that would be absolutely awful. Have you ever talked to anybody who was in a submarine? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not claustrophobic, but I would become claustrophobic if I was assigned to a submarine.
1: There was this great scene in the West Wing where the, one of the staffers was dating a Navy guy who was voting for Republican. And they were like, oh, come on. Uh, we don't want, uh, we don't want to cut real defense things. We just want these, you know, $600 toilet seats and whatnot. He picks up an ashtray. He's like, yeah, okay. Stuff like this. And he breaks it and it breaks in a perfect triad. Like, yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, because if, if you get hit with a thing, an ashtray can splinter in someone's eye. We live a different life undersea and it costs <laughs> a little more. She's like, "Why would you break that?" Yeah, I wish I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting. You know, it's just, life. Life is different under 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 deceit.
0: Yeah, Peggy. We have a, a comment. I think. Hi, very- Peggy.
1: So- Peggy from Facebook says, "What is not being said? If you are touched in a way that makes you uncomfortable, speak up
0: now, not years from now." Yeah, yeah. I- it does feel like a kind of it's a purposeful in his candidacy. I-,
1: I do feel though, in defense, some people are not as confident, and in many settings, right? Like some people can't say no to uh, doing favors. Some people, some people can't say no. So uh, sometimes I do think it is awkward to say I feel uncomfortable in the moment because what if this person – especially if this person's the vice president of the United States or chairman of the board or chairwoman of the board or right, right. whatever. Or, I mean, But well, I agree that in, in general
0: – Or a parishioner. Or a parishioner. That's a, that, feel, that can feel like a rejection to somebody.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So I mean I think uh, – yeah, I mean I agree. It's It's best to say – I'm not comfortable. I, I was telling Bill before we started recording. I would, I, I would love it if there was a no-touch rule. I'm, I, 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 I'm on the air of, I like to err on the side of personal space. I'd like a three-foot rule just in general yeah. and social settings.
0: Yeah, I mean it's tricky now for teachers. I mean, uh, you know, grade school teachers. There's, there's nobody more touchy or feely than grade. You know. Yeah, I mean, and often, and them, I say
1: uh, that as one with excellent personal hygiene. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I smell great, but I just don't.
0: It's not about hygiene with you, exactly. <laughs> it's just, you know,
1: personal spaces. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I do uh, chapel every week. Two, well, uh, uh, one one school every week and one every other week. Chapel, preschool chapel, and. So, you know, I started thinking, okay, what's a a safe way to make a connection to kids? So I do high five with everyone, then immediately go wash my hands. (laughs) That's probably – hugging would be less – Oh, gosh. uh, Hugging
1: would be less – The passing of the peace. Uh, Whenever that happens in a church – and it's like flu season. Lindy goes, now is for a time where we pass the flu.
0: Yeah, well, I have to have a mystical, we'll have to get a little higher mystical grace for of or mystical antiseptic or something. Exactly. But uh, actually, you know, when, when the kids are sneezing and coughing, picking their nose, I'd rather they hug me than uh, than, um, than touch my hands. But they, you know, some of the kids have started hugging me. So I stand at the door and, and you know, again, so you, you know, I'm not going to push a, a four-year-old kid away and say, nah, you can't hug me. But... Again that's that's the other it's a it's a it's a difficult thing. I mean I was even you Can't
1: know. you just take the kid and say look, rejection is something you're going to have to deal with in life and I'm helping you by teaching you to deal with it early.
0: Yeah, that's good. So that well that's why you're never a guest speaker at my school. Exactly. <laughs> Cuz exactly.
1: I'll teach him and next we'll be watching for movie time Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> What are you going to show the kids Aladdin? Yeah. Then they go home, jump on a carpet, it doesn't fly, and they say life's letting us down. Yeah, show nice. them Full Metal Jacket, then go. they'll know what life gives them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. There we go. Parenting tips from uh, Scott Jones. Exactly. Yeah, you should. That should be your book. Exactly. The parenting. The- so
1: I do think I do think there is something to be said though from the fact that Lucy Flores uh, was probably. I mean, she's probably part of the constituency that would like to see joe biden go by the wayside
0: yeah i don't know you know i want to be careful i mean again that's that's a very different accusation than than you know the potential supreme court judge raped me when i was in or attempted to rape me so that's it's a much more serious serious well
1: she was very clear to say like it was not sexual it was not this because it you know it, yeah, I mean it was nobody has said anything ever felt sexual or
0: so so I guess, but what's her point in bringing it up
1: uh, or or why do you I mean but why do you bring it up now, it, you know? it is yeah. interesting yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. an interesting
0: timing thing. I mean uh our Al Franklin, okay, now no one would disagree what he did was boorish, and particularly
1: do you know Roy Moore, Moore right might run again?
0: Oh, gee But I, I would say, first of all, we know that that was partially—it was a conservative media outlet that found this person. So there was there, there was a, it was a purposeful hack job on Al Franklin. And, but he, you know, there are pictures. He did it, but um, you know, the Senate is is worse off because Al Franklin's not in it. And uh, so I guess the, you know one of the, one of the questions is you know. Um, and, and again, it's not just this issue, you know, the, uh, people are complaining. <laughs> Someone actually accused, uh, Mayor Pete of not being gay enough. I, I mean, I know, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're in, we're in trouble. We're in problematic spots when, uh, in my, in my memory, the he only. He could
1: other- be the first gay president with a straight haircut.
0: Yeah. <laughs> who, who actually is a regular church attender. Yeah. Yeah. So, I uh, so I, I, I think they're you know again we as a man I'm very sensitive about uh, my inability to to speak for people on this issue but i, I do have to i, I just raised the question I, I think there are other questions about whether or not joe biden should be running um uh, i i would i think this may not the weird
1: be. thing the weirdest thing is i wish i could have done something for neil hill you were the chair you of the chair committee of you could I have mean, done everything yeah
0: No, there's no that's uh there are a lot of people look bad uh and uh I think the easiest thing to say, I really blew it then that, that would be the, that would be the bottom line there and the country continues can still not only does Anita Hill pay for that, but the country still pays for that uh, debacle with uh, well I, you know i don't I can't rank who are the worst supreme court judges of all time that there's a there's a there's a good list there's a big list there, but oh my goodness what a what a mistake.
1: I want to take a brief moment to ask you a quick question. Do you like this podcast? Do you enjoy it? Do you look forward to listening to it while you do a morning, afternoon, or evening routine or while you're exercising or while you're caught frustrated in traffic? Do you tune into it? to be a patron through patreon of this which i think is an art form you're enjoying and continue to enjoy again any contribution is welcome but for five bucks a month you will get a shout out on the thank you roll call which begins right now thank you david babico andrew stravitz barry stewart ben crosby ben dehart carol clemens charlotte Donlin. David Norling, David Saul, Ellis Brazil, Jennifer Spite, Jennifer Underwood, Jim Kress, Joel Wentz, John Schneider, Jonathan Butrin, Jordan Mossberger, Josh Redder, Kai Wittenpeg, Larry Rule, Liam O'Brien, Michael Butera, Peter Steigerwald, Samantha Konauer, Sari Graham, Simone Garabedian, Stephen Rowe, and Jody Stevenson. If you want to join these patrons through Patreon, just go to patreon.com forward slash Scott Kent Jones. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the show. So we talk about navigating social change and the the difficulty of that. I wonder how much with Me Too as a movement, also just people being feeling more empowered in general to say, here's what my needs are, here's what my... Things that give me anxiety and, and and make me feel uncomfortable and, you know, even things that aren't of a sexual nature, but just maybe this is – I wonder how much, though, is – does our desire for control make for an inability to tolerate gray things or, or things that are – I mean, you, you. it's interesting because people kind of balk at traditional kind of pre-modern religious standards to think, well, men are just – boys will be boys and right. – Women are these things that can be objects that can be sullied, and so you got to keep them separate until they're married. Then you throw them together, whatever you know. And yet, and yet, (laughs) in modernity, we've tried
0: to. I just want to stop because I'm thinking of a story that I can't share. That's so apropos to the idea of uh, Christian, certain Christian positions feeling like we have to protect women. That's why they can't be in positions of leadership. Great story. I Great like that. Okay, right? Tell it to yourself in your head. Yeah, I got it. I, All right, there I, we I, go. It. There we but go. you think about that. Like,
1: so, you know, everybody critiques that, right, from yeah. a modern perspective. Oh, that's, we've moved beyond that. And now the sort of piety party, impurity party that, that becomes what some of the left is today are sort of moving back to, well, boys are these animals and we have to be separate. You know, they, where it, it it's almost a desire to return back to this kind of pre-modern, we put the, these big boundaries up because, you know, sex is dangerous and ex- explosive, which it is. I mean, it, I mean, and, and I mean, it's a beautiful thing too, but it, you know, it, it, things, you know, they're messy. That's why, you know, pre-modern well, and, and, intuitions and it, had boundaries. And again, I'm not defending not, those boundaries. It's not even
0: about sex. It's about power.
1: Pa- so. Sex and power right? power, right? Like, but it's interesting that, that for the left's, All the left's criticisms of sort of traditionalism, the piety and purity seems to sort of be erecting some similar boundaries.
0: Yeah, no, very much, and
1: and, and sort of eroding the kind of freedom that also comes with ambiguity. And you know, and you give people more freedom, there's going to be more messy things that happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, who would the church lady be now? What would be, you know, you know, in in the Reagan era, was it was the church lady who was the moralist? Uh, you know, you think of Saturday Night Live. but David
1: Satan. Could,
0: yeah, but so it would have to be maybe a liberal member of the House of Representatives. Yeah, exactly. It would be, yeah. <laughs> it would be house lady you know, yeah. instead of church lady. So, um, but, you know, part of it also is both things are reaction, right? You know, there's a sense where – um you could say some of the, you know, the, the uh, kind of. I don't want to use the word Puritanic because kind of the Puritans were, in many ways, more sexually open. Than yeah. Um, but you know, this idea of there was a reaction to the anarchy of the sexual revolution and and all the collateral damage um, to to that, and so that you have a kind of a return to traditional, whether you either family values, Christian values, or whatever. Um, but. A lot of act, you know, a lot of what's going on now is is just the, the regular natural tendency of of self reflection. I think a lot of it is also um, a lot of it is also a reaction to who's the president. You know, we, can, we should we hear Lindy Lindy on this. That's a good. That's a good. I don't know if Lindy wants to be on, but that's a great suggestion. Yeah,
1: from the peanut gallery. Thank you, I J. Uh, I don't think Lindy would want to weigh in, but I don't know. We could
0: give. You could give us your opinion.
1: You, you could, could give us your opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I, you know, uh, again, I was raised, uh, raised a ha- household of boys. So the kind of things boys say to each other as regular banter is pretty gross, awful, obscene, um, incorrect on so many different levels. But uh, John and I were talking about, okay, all the things we can't say to each other anymore. I mean, all the words, you know, there's names you can't call each other. And, and we were kind of joking about it, but say, you know what? The reality of it is it's good that we don't do that anymore because even when we are saying within our own closed circles, uh, you know, we don't know. You never know who you're offending and you never know who you're dehumanizing. So uh, it's it's good to e- evolve. It's good to understand, particularly because when these issues of prejudice, uh, you know, they are power issues. So if I, if I, you know, if I appropriate a name, and you know, and start calling your particular minority group or your particular group a name of derision then that's that I'm 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 trying to have a certain power over you by naming something the same thing too is if i feel you know because you're available i can h- touch you and hug you because it's the way i greet people and without ever considering whether or not you want that uh you know that's just that's just growing up as human beings i think that's that all that's positive now the trouble is you know where are the lines drawn and then uh, when, you know, when there are these litmus tests that are so rigorous, um, you know, we, like we said, we saw them from the right. Okay, now it's interesting, all those people who, like, for instance, were talking about Bill Clinton being morally unfit for office, you know, look who they're supporting now. So it, it's uh, uh, our, uh, our, uh, our ethics tend to change with what's ever expedient for us. But I think— uh, it's a diff it is. It's a tricky conversation. Uh and it's a but it's a necessary one because uh for every one of these things that maybe are questionable and minor, okay, uh there are serious, you know, serious power f- and violent infractions being done. Um and um because people have gotten away with them.
1: Yeah, and I do think though what you're saying is on target in the sense of I think that's about intersectionality, right? I think that intersectionality can be incredibly helpful descriptively in that it tells you how there are levels of alienation and power struggles. And, 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 and if you're a woman and a minority or a minority and disabled, that, that society is sort of wired in ways that can be alienating for you in, in multiple ways. And that's right. it. I think when it becomes prescriptive, like, well, all right, let's figure out the calculus and who, you know, who we, how we redress this, and you can't talk and because you're a white Jewish woman. You, you know this thing. You know it, it breaks up the women's march and stuff. I think the same thing. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, bringing friends the Palestinian issue into that. Yeah, that's that's been uh it's been very problematic.
1: Yeah, and I think the same thing around. Somebody was saying something about. I was listening to a commentator today or yesterday about the Trump and tax return stuff, and they were talking about how norms always work better than laws and rules right. it's just because every time we have laws and rules it's it's because it, that's the the furthest degree we can go right like right. and and, right. and sometimes we just have to do that right, right. but but right. but on these ambiguous situations we're talking about transitioning social mores where again it seems like there's these valid things about the need for affection and touch and affirmation. And also the need for space and power dynamics and all these things. It seems like, what, again, I feel like oftentimes human beings, this is where human beings out of anxiety, chronic group anxiety kicks in the control, kicks into this, This kicks in the witch hunt was kicks, you know, which I just think very oftentimes, very often we need discernment, discretion, humility, grace, you know. patience, compassion, sensitivity, all these things, right? Which, which, when we have these kind of, you know, when we, when we draw the line, maybe prematurely, or arbitrarily, life gets colder and harder.
0: Yeah. One of my uh, best old, oldest, oldest friends, Jim Wood, uh, he and I, both Princeton grads, but we met uh, when we were doing doctoral work at Drew. And uh, uh, so we're sitting, we're sitting in the lobby at Drew and it's there's MDiv students there, too. It's, it's affiliated with the Methodist Church. And everybody was coming in, hugging each other. And there were these group hugs, and everybody was hugging and touching. Oh, and they're hugging. And, uh, I'm so not into that. And Jim, Jim looks up at me and goes, we're not in Princeton anymore, Toto. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, but, you know, again, it's, it's uh, I, you know, I don't know how some of the rest of you pastors do it, but I, I kind of— I it, you know, the the uh, rece or the processional line the, the receiving line. I have my antenna way up, so I, I'm trying to say hugger, not hugger. Hugger, 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 not hugger. And uh, I
1: hate receiving lines because it's it's like people are obligated to go through and say something. Yeah, and you're obligated. What, to, it's one of the most contrived.
0: Well, yeah, uh, Jim Jim Wood called it the perjury line. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, but you know what? I think uh, again. Um, that's, sometimes that's the only one-on-one connection you're going to have with some of your people. So, I, you know, you and I had this conversation. So, yes, there's all kinds of problems with it. But, um, you know, sometimes you might be, when you're even just shaking your head, you might be the only human being to touch that person this week.
1: Yeah, this is and, true. Yeah,
0: yeah. So. This is true. So, anyway, so we have ventured into an area that, that we're very limited based by gender and knowledge to talk about. But... It was here so and besides we're in this beautiful bunker so we exactly. feel, we feel the freedom check out our out facebook out live talk whatever we feel like so have a great weekend everybody
1: thank you everybody I know.
0: hey listeners thanks for joining us for today's episode of new persuasive words hope you enjoyed scott and bill's conversation and will join us back here next time until then thanks for listening and god bless